Welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy podcast. I'm Steve Kramer. Welcome to our Essentials Week here on the show. We're taking it back to basics this week. In all honesty, it's because we're on vacation. But in actuality, it's because we have 300 episodes. And I'm almost willing to argue that 98% of people listening right now have not listened to all was it 298 regular episodes? I think we have 340 total episodes. That's a lot. So, and there's a lot of people that obviously have come in too from Maryland and just have come in later on uh, to kind of get to know the podcast, but they haven't been here since the beginning. So what we're doing is we're going back and I've asked the certified fans. I'm kind of going over some of my favorite episodes as well. So today we're going to go back to episode number six and it's, um, a very it's an emotional one but i can tell you that i get more feedback i've gotten more feedback about this episode than any other episode we've ever done sadly it was the sixth one and the feedback has not been uh (laughs) as high since then it's fine uh so let's take a look back now this is i'm going to give you a fair warning this is kind of an emotional episode about grieving and how to do it my mom obviously lost her mother and I was what you're catching me in just to kind of put you in perspective of where I am at this time in my life. I just lost my job and launched this podcast. I probably lost my job about two months prior. So let's go back to my most uh, referenced episode, episode number six next. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Okay, today is going to be like an episode we have not had before. And I am i don't know. We may have ones like this in the future. Or we may not. Welcome to episode number six of the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Uh, my name is Steve Kramer. I made this podcast because going through my divorce, my mom would always send me these really motivational text messages. And one day I posted uh, one on social media and it kind of took off from there. Got a, it kind of became a thing after that. It really helped a lot of people. So when I got let go from my radio job, I decided to make a podcast based around the knowledge and wisdom of my mom, who is just amazing. And we'll get to her in a couple seconds. Um, I uh, yeah, today is is different, going to be different. And I when I started this podcast, I started it with the basis of live, laugh, and love your mom. And today is going to be a lot of living. And I, uh, I kind of broke down in today's episode, listening back as I was editing it, it feels really vulnerable and I'm almost scared to release this episode because I don't know how it's going to be perceived, but I hope that there's some person, if one person listening gets something from this, then I, I think it would be, it's going to be really well worth it. Everything will be back to hopefully normal tomorrow's show and we'll have a much more, um, fun and uplifting and, and, and positive show. I will tell you guys this really quick too, is we started a project a couple of days ago. It was on Wednesday of last week, trying to raise money for nighttime workers at the hospitals because I got a DM from a woman saying that the nighttime people never really get anything brought to them. I thought it was really sad. So I kind of set out to get a hundred dollars or a couple hundred bucks to send at least dinner over to the overnight employees and $500 can like blow my mind. As of right now, I'm recording this on Sunday afternoon, $5,732. I'm in just absolute shock. If you want to be a part of it, I'm still going to keep collecting money through Wednesday. The the last day I'm collecting Wednesday. So if you're listening to this past Wednesday, uh, April 1st, I'd love for you to be able to donate if your heart feels called to do so. So my Venmo is 
uh, that guy Kramer. T H A T G U Y K R A M E R. It's crazy. I mean, this whole thing is so crazy to me. Thank you so much for everybody that's given. That's going to mean so much to so many people, not only restaurants, but people that are busting their butts right now during all this corona craziness. So, that guy Kramer on Venmo. So, hit me up over there. Okay. So, I start every show off with a conversation with my mom and it's usually five seven minutes this one's going to be the whole episode today because it took an unexpected turn hi mom hi honey i think we actually have the mic situation <laughs> figured out only took us took us six episodes but i think we finally can get to the uh sounding like an actual podcast here so this is nice yes. um I, I want to propose that we move our weekly family call to later than 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> we, we have this weekly call that we do, and it's 8.30 every Sunday morning, right? And what we're supposed to do is kind of catch up the rest of the family. It's me and my brother and my sister and my dad and my mom. And we do Google Meet. It's kind of like Zoom or the other ones, you know. Uh, and everybody just kind of comes on and talks about their week, and that's it. About 30 minutes. And 8.30 in the morning used to be fine when I was used to waking up at 4 in the morning. Uh, now, I literally roll over. I set my alarm for 8.25, and then <laughs> it's like bombarded. It's almost like your family all storms in your room right when you're waking up and has like a million questions and wants to just share everything about their lives all at the same time. Just a bit of overload. It's a lot. Yeah, it's, it's a time lot. for you guys. It's 11.30. For me, it's 8.30 right. in the morning. True. That's true. Okay. I think we, we should turn it towards – I think we should do it at like um, at 10 o'clock p.m. on my time. You can okay. be 1 a.m. your time, so you can kind of feel the difference of how it feels like to be tired and have to talk about everything going on in your life. You mean 10 a.m. your time, 1 p.m. No, our time. No, p.m., p.m. So you guys know what it feels like to be tired oh. and have to take a, oh. take a call. <laughs> Oh, no. I would be long gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I'm struggling with today is I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not doing well. I'm really having a super hard day, and I've had a really hard weekend. And I, when I was on the radio, I used to have to come on and fake a smile. Like I faked a smile, I would say, for at least six months going through my divorce. And I don't really want to have to fake a smile on this thing. I don't, I want this to be a much more authentic and I, and I hate it. I feel as much as well as this podcast has done. And thank you so much for supporting the very beginnings of it. I mean, it's a really terrible time to be launching a podcast and like having positivity in it. Cause there's a lot of not positive stuff going on right now. I mean, mm -hmm. for everybody. Right. And I know right. that's the importance of it, but for me, sometimes I just, I don't want the pressure of having to come on here. Like I even considered not doing an episode today because I, I don't want to be a Debbie downer. I don't want to add any more negativity or stress or anxiety to anyone's lives. But I know number one, we committed to doing this. Right. Mm -hmm. And number two, I do, I, I know that I am open and honest and vulnerable that it does help other people. Yes. And so I just want to be able to, I was talking to my mom what was that yesterday, mom or Friday? I don't remember which day mm -hmm. um, about how I am struggling because I still hold a lot of resentment for many things that have happened over the past two years and things like my divorce. I have been able to work 
I made a lot of progress against resentment towards my ex-wife. Um, for those that don't know, I, the story is, is I, do, I don't know how the story actually went. I don't know really what happened. It's kind of like what happened with Channel 933. I don't really know exactly 100% what the truth is of what happened. And with my divorce, it was very public. And a lot of people saw a lot of different things and told me a lot of different versions of the story. And a lot of those versions of the stories matched up. Um, and so I, from my ex-wife's mouth, did not get a – I don't know what happened. From external sources and listeners and people in the community, I – I got a <laughs> I need to remind you to turn your cell phone off during this. <laughs> Sorry. You're an amateur mom. <laughs> Sorry, I really you am. Can, you can tell you're not a radio pro. Radio <laughs> pros turn that and actually what's funny, it's our it's our family text group that's going off <laughs> right now. Right. It's my dad that says, I think what this says right now is the US is doing relatively good. I'll give you one guess what the topic is about. My dad literally <laughs> sent out Sorry, really, just to backtrack, my dad sent out the coronavirus current status. <laughs> I think today's the day we might talk to him about coronavirus. Because oh this is, yeah, this is crazy. Anyway, so I, getting back to the divorce, I, I, from her mouth, I don't know a full story. Um, and that's hard because you're kind of left wondering what happened, right? Like, what, what and I literally, what I had to learn, and I wish I had this. I wish I would have saved where I had this, but I had to learn that I'm probably never going to know the truth and that I have to just close the chapter or it's going to drive me crazy. Mm -hmm. And it took me probably about a year, maybe a little over a year to be able to do that. But I finally got to a place where I was. The resentment is definitely better in that situation. This whole channel 933 let go is still really fresh. I mean, as we're recording this, it's only been uh, about, about two, two and a half months, I guess. And when I started the podcast, I was feeling pretty positive about it. And things keep happening where it almost like the wave hits me again. And I, I get really upset. And I'm in like one of those moods again today. Something happened on Friday. I knew that when I told the story of what happened, it was going to stir things up again. And I, I just have a lot of resentment and I, I don't know, mom, what do I, what do I do with, with resentment? Like, how do you, how do you get past it? Um, I think the other thing that you're going through now too is grief. Yeah. So when you say those waves overcome you, you know, grief is attached to any loss we have, whether it's a human being, or it's the loss of a job, or the loss of, I mean, even the loss of our ability to go outdoors and mingle with yeah. our friends and family. All those are losses. And so, of course, with loss comes grief. So I think it's a twofold thing for you. I think you're experiencing waves of grief that will come and go for some period of time. And I, I had a, actually, let me, let me pull this up. Um, hang on one second, mom, let me pull this up. Okay. 
When I was going through my divorce, I had a friend send me this, and it was a post on Reddit. And uh, somebody had posted, my friend just died, I don't know what to do. And there was like 120 comments on this. But there's this one guy's response that I felt like really helped me because I did feel the absolute waves of grief during my divorce. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to read this guy's response because I think out of everything, this was what really stuck with me. Uh, It says, all right, here goes. I'm old. What that means is I've survived a lot so far, and a lot of people I've known and loved did not. I've lost friends, best friends, acquaintances, coworkers, grandparents, mom, relatives, teachers, mentors, students, neighbors, and a host of other folks. I have no children, and I can't imagine the pain it must be to lose a child. But here's my two cents. I wish I could say you get used to people dying. I never did. I don't want to. It tears a hole through me whenever somebody I love dies, no matter what the circumstance. But I don't want it to not matter. I don't want it to be something that just passes. My scars are a testament to the love and relationship that I had for and with that person. And if the scar is deep, so was the love. So be it. Scars are a testament to life. Scars are a testament that I can love deeply and live deeply and be cut or even gouged. And that I can heal and continue to live Mm -hmm. and continue to love. And the scar tissue is stronger than the original flesh ever was. Scars are a testament to life. Scars are only ugly to people who can't see. As for grief, you'll find it comes in waves. When the ship is first wrecked, you're drowning and the wreckage is all around you. Everything floating around you reminds you that the beauty and the magnificent of the ship that was and is no more. And all you can do is float. You find some piece of wreckage and you hang on to it for a while. Maybe it's some physical thing. Maybe it's a happy memory or a photograph. Maybe it's a person who is also floating for a while. All you can do is float. Stay alive. In the beginning, the waves are 100 feet tall and they crash over you without mercy. They come 10 seconds apart and they don't even give you time to catch your breath. And all you can do is hang on and float. After a while, maybe weeks, maybe months, You'll find the waves are still 100 feet tall, but they come further apart. And when they come, they crash all over you and they wipe you out. But in between, you can breathe. You can function again. You never know what's going to be a trigger to the grief. It may be a song, a picture, a street intersection, the smell of a cup of coffee. It can be just about anything. And the waves come crashing. But in between the waves, there is life. Somewhere down the line, and it's different for everybody, you'll find that the waves are only 80 feet tall or 50 feet tall. And while they still come, they come further apart. You can see them coming, like an anniversary or birthday or Christmas. You can see it coming for the most part and prepare yourself. And when it washes over you, you know that somehow, again, you will see the other side. Soaking wet, sputtering, still hanging out in some tiny piece of wreckage, but you'll come out. Take it from an old guy the waves never stop coming, but somehow you don't really want them to. You learn to survive them and other waves will come and you'll survive them too. And you will. That's so beautiful because that is the way grief is. It washes over us. It washes over our hearts. And we have to learn to ride the waves and to be present to that grief and to honor it. When we're feeling sad, we need to honor our sadness. 
and we need to sit with it and be present with it so that we don't shut it down and keep it inside where as anything that is harmful to us that we keep inside eventually can destroy us. So we have to, we have to be with it. I just feel like I've had so many waves. You have. You've had a lot of waves. And you know the good news, though, is that every time you ride them, they make you stronger. You're stronger for the next one. And you can ride it a little easier. What I also loved about that is what he said about the scars of love, that you don't close your heart to love. You don't let your your heart harden because of things that have happened to you. Or for things that you've lost. Like it would be easy to harden your heart to this current situation of your job loss. But if you do that, the only person that hurts is you. It doesn't hurt anyone else. There's just so many times I just don't want to do it again. You know, like, oh, I'm just tired. I'm tired. I'm just tired. It's been been really rough for the last two years. And just when you think you're like getting out, you know, it's just, it just hits you again. Mm -hmm. That's the way it is. But let me tell you my experience of grief and the loss of my mother, which was at 17, when my mother died, we never talked about it. And we never had an opportunity to grieve with each other like you and I have or with other people because we moved on. My dad was a wonderful father, but he could not stand to see us in any kind of pain. So the way we dealt with it was to pick up and continue to live our happy, our happy lives and avoided the truth, which was that we were deeply saddened and deeply needed to grieve the loss of of my mother, who was the glue of our family. And I didn't grieve her loss until she died when I was 17, until I was 33 years old. And in therapy, I was able to get in touch with how significant that loss had been to my life. So I am happy that you can grieve and you can talk about it because that's the way you heal. (sighs) Tears are healing. Tears are healing. You just get to a point where you're like, like, there's no more tears in my body. It's not possible. And then, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And there you are again. Yeah. What was it for you? I mean, talk to me about that. I can't imagine. Like I I told my mom and kind of in jest about a year ago, I was like, you can't die for at least 10 more years. Like I need, I just need time to like, (laughs) to like get through all this. Um, I mean, how was it like, I can't imagine losing you at 17. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine was that was like, yeah. And like, how, it was how did you find, cause I think a lot of people, I mean, I th- would say probably most people, I just happen to be super emotional. So <laughs> mine just comes through mm-hmm. me pretty fast, but I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people don't, don't really grieve. Oh no, they don't. And, and for us, we lived 
I shouldn't say we. I'm not real sure how my father processed that or my brother either. Um, But for me, I can speak for me. For me, it was just denial. It was just deep denial, which affected my life in so many ways because it gave me permission to deny other things in my life. Yeah. Um, so to live a life of denial is not living an authentic or truthful life to yourself. What was like the first step that you learned how to actually grieve through that? Because I think there's probably a lot of people listening that have lost somebody that maybe haven't processed it. And I think it probably goes for like a lot of like a lot of things. The loss of a job, the loss of a, you know, a relationship, the loss of an idea. Mm-hmm. For me, it was to just be present to it, like I'm trying to encourage you to do now. Yeah. Just to let the emotions flow, even though they're raw and they hurt. You need to be in touch with with what you're feeling, what you're feeling deep down in your soul. Yeah. And eventually, you know, eventually it does get easier. I mean, I still miss my mother. I still grieve losses of many things that I would have loved to have shared with her, which is one reason I think I enjoy sharing your life so intimately, um, is because I wished I had had a mother to share those things with, too. Getting married, having children, right? you know, so many things, so many things, so many joys in life that you share with someone that's significant to you. Um, but it, over time, it does get easier. And it will be easier and it will be better, but you need to just be honest with yourself about what you're feeling when you feel it. Yeah. Uh, Not really conducive to a podcast, though. (laughs) That's the problem. And I'm trying to come in here and really put together like something that I'm proud of, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just a hard time to be able to, to do it as helpful as it's been. It's just, I just really want to create something that like uplifts people. And when you, when you you don't feel uplifted yourself, it's it's a challenge. But that's the way life is. I mean, all of our lives have ups and downs. And we have to be able to roll with it. Yeah. We have to be able to get through the downs so that we can enjoy the upsides. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's true for all of us. We all suffer through good times and bad, and we need to have people that we can trust and that we know genuinely care for us and love us to rely on, to talk through it, to be present with us. And sometimes that's all you can do right. is be present because everyone's pain and suffering, no matter what it is, um, is their own. It's their own. Right. And it's not exactly like anyone else's because none of us are exactly alike. Our society is so based on having a happy face on all the time. Right. And if you're not, you must be weak or you must be, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're, you're too whiny as a woman. You're too emotional as a man. You're a, you know, you're a, a, a wimp. You're a, a P word. Like, ugh. yeah, I think it is important to just like get this out. I just didn't expect it to come out <laughs> on the podcast today. It's okay. Um, it's good. Yeah. You need to honor it. Yeah. Wherever it is, 
wherever you are. Honor it. Honor yourself. Honor your grief. Know that it's a part of your journey that will allow you to be who you are. Right. It's a part of you. It's a part of your story. And every part of our stories are valuable to us. Right. Well, we were supposed to talk about Tiger King. <laughs> Oh I don't really boy. know the transition out of this. No. <laughs> I'm not sure where this goes. So I know we have like a full show plan for today. Um, but I think it's best if we just kind of leave this what it is. I'm sure there's somebody that hopefully gets something from this. And uh, you can share this with somebody maybe that's going through whatever it is. Um, I... I know we, we talked about having cheese made today and everything. And I, one thing I, I just want to make sure is that this podcast is always as perfectly open and honest as possible. And this is mm -hmm. where my head's at today. And I'm just having a hard day. So okay, we'll just leave it at that. But thank you. Thank you for, you know, sharing that about your mom and listening to me and sharing these words with everybody. I'm sure it's going to be really helpful. I hope so. Yeah. And I hope it helps you. Yeah. I'm always here for you. I know you are. And it makes me feel even more honored to be a mom. I love you. I love you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.